You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh my God, the bar's on fire. Somebody save the beer. Everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible, the podcast that is not about Craig Council being a traitor. Um, I am Paul Noonan of Acme Packing Company and the Shepherd Express, and hopefully didn't make JR uncomfortable by taking a side in this fight, since he is a professional, unlike me. Um, but <laughs> but uh, that's all I really want to talk about. We're here for talking about the Packers, who actually won a game and um, against a semi-NFL team. Uh, even and uh, we'll, we can get to the pros. <laughs> we get to the the pros and cons of beating the Rams in a bit here. But first, to help, first I already introduced kind of in Urban Wauwatosa, we have. Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, spending indeed a lot of my time over the last couple days talking about Craig Council and the Milwaukee Brewers, which I won't say much more about, but I will say that the hardest I've laughed this week so far is uh, courtesy of our favorite patron, Danny Noonan, uh, brother <laughs> brother of our host. Oh, Danny Paul was Noonan, so good. Who quote tweeted a uh, a Matt LaFleur interview, <laughs> a Matt LaFleur interview clip with the line it should have it should have been you. <laughs> um, I read that I read that walking around my house and I burst into laughter. I was alone in my house. I would have been I, w- I would have gotten looks, but uh, Danny Noonan shout out to you. That was one of the highlights of my week i have to say absolutely outstanding work there also cracked me the hell up good work danny <laughs> so good but uh, but yeah we, we don't need to talk council we got this we got this we can focus on a win we can kind of kind i mean of. i guess it's a win on pay it's it's a win in every conceivable m- metric that is not like i saw it with my own eyes everything else yeah. it's a win five years from now we'll look back on this one and it'll be just a memory, a vague memory of oh the, the Rams. They weren't that for, they weren't that good that season. But there's a win there. That's as far as it'll be. It's going to be wait. Which teams did they actually beat that season? Oh oh the Rams. <laughs> the Rams. That's right. That was. Oh. And then it'll be like, was that the post Stafford era? No, I think he played that season. Oh, but he was hurt. Oh, he was hurt. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Oh, he was oh. hurt. That's oh, right. Oh Brett Rippin. I wonder if that's Mark Rippin's son. Oh, it's his nephew. It's his nephew. Yeah. It's not his son. Yeah. What happened to Mark Rippin after that? Not what happened to Brett Rippin after that game. Oh, he was cut. <laughs> yeah, along with the guy uh, with the funny name, who was also cut. Replaced by Carson Wentz, which is, uh, I mean, not obviously replaced, but they've yeah. signed Carson Wentz, and I mean, I just can't think of a bigger indictment. I'm sorry, Brett Rippin, but that's a tough, tough beat. It is. You know who's not replaced by Carson Wentz is my name is Matt, but you can call me Matt. Yeah. Nobody, we were general Twitter <laughs> rapper Rouser. Oh, that felt that was that was a good one. Felt good. That was good. Old school. Well done. <laughs> hey, Jr. Yes. 
If you needed a lawyer to talk about the Craig Council situation, you know what you would call it? Uh, council, council. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was a council joke. I just couldn't quite formulate that in my head fast enough. So yep. uh, I salute you, Matub. Your, your dad good joke work, good game work. is... You know, Mark Atanasio actually is a lawyer, so it works that way. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, not a Brewers podcast, so... Um, should we start? Should we start on our defense since they played against the non-NFL <laughs> portion of the Rams? We can get that out of the way. I really like how people are like, "We owe Joe Barry an apology," and it's like you no, played against don't. a terrible, but ba- <laughs> you played against a terrible backup in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, uh, was the defense good? Like, I, I recognize you can't just look at any NFL game, no matter how bad the competition, and see a team give up three points and say that it was a bad performance. I, guys stepped up. They didn't play yeah. Walker. And like Isaiah McDuffie was, was a dude. Carl Brooks is a dude. Carrington Valentine. Like that's, was that's awesome. probably the, it's the, the best part about this game is that young dudes finally started to look like they can hang in the NFL. But, um, <laughs> but was it the NFL? I think is the question. Oh and my God. Brett Rippon is so bad. He's very oh bad. He has a 20 arm. When we talk about the, in the future, when we talk about what a 20 arm is, that that's it. That that you just saw it play an NFL game, and this is what happens. Um, but people played well, and I do think we should give Joe Barry a li- a little bit of credit here for. We do that a lot this year, and I don't like it. I don't well, love it. Uh, I I'm with you on that, but they have given they've had games where they haven't given up a lot of points. They're still bad on third downs and Joe Barry stuff, but he coordinated this game uh, as if the other quarterback couldn't throw, and that is correct and what you should do, and. I think that in previous seasons, he maybe would have stuck with what he does and gotten like run off the field by the running game. And no, he didn't. He crowded the line. He played run-stopping people. He was not afraid that the quarterback would beat him deep or any other way. <laughs> and um, that's good. Like Joe Barry did, he, he passed his very, very light intelligence test. And he doesn't pass many of them. So we should give credit where it's due. So this is one of my favorite box score scouting games that I think I've ever seen. Cause if you just look at the raw stats, so uh, the Rams had 187 yards of total offense. Yeah. Under 200 has not happened in a long time. Uh, so 119 passing 68 rushing with two turnovers and they only achieved 10 first downs. Yeah. It was brutal. That's so, college yeah, numbers, this, man. Is Iowa. Like I made a joke that it was Iowa versus Penn state. Yep. And, <laughs> It also really played in favor of what a lot of the, especially the young Packers do well. Like Carrington Valentine is a very aggressive player. Like he likes to stick with guys and be in their grill. And when you can be pretty unafraid of things like double moves, that works better. Like Rippon's not going to gonna hurt you if you cheat up too much. And so he could be in, in Puka Nakua's grill and in Cooper's grill and not really face any consequences for doing it. So it did help the young guys that they could do that. They could play like aggressive college guys, and they did, and it worked. Um, I think McDuffie was the most impressive because he w- he had to go backwards and forward. A lot of the Packers in this game only had to go forward. <laughs> That's kind of my, my basic breakdown of this. But he was good in pass coverage, and he was good as a run stopper and as like a situational blitzer and stuff. He played really, really well. He was, I think, the shining star of the defense. Yeah, and Jair, too, who I think, I, I don't know, I, I didn't actually get through all of last week's podcast. I apologize, guys, but I don't know where right. we are on him. It was long. It, it, it's not been a good year <laughs> okay, for him. Okay, so here's your, here's your TLDR. Um, 
film guy for Acting Packing Company, Rich Madrid. Yep. Um, he's a 49ers fan, but he's a film grinder. Uh, he tweets something like, like, wow, Jair's healthy again. And I was like, no, he's... Jair's trying again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your TLDR. I mean, he was great. And uh, they, they I, I, covering for Rizul Douglas, I mean, that's probably another one of the comforting things is it looks like between Valentine and, and Alexander playing at a high level, like they could they can maybe get away with it without having Rizul. Oh out man, there. that means you missed my pitching allegory. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry, man. I feel Killing terrible. I really we'll do. It, we'll get it terrible. back around some other time. It's all good. I, I do listen so... when I'm not on. I do listen. It's just <laughs> last week, man. I had like unbearable tooth pain. I needed a root canal, and honestly, I wasn't doing really anything. Also, when you're not here, also... we don't ever shut up, so that also yeah. doesn't help. Yeah, you need and me we, to get you guys to shut up. Yeah. Also, we both got pretty housed, and it got real chatty by me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a that was a rough one. Yeah. Halloween, man. Halloween. Halloween. That was Halloween night. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, Isaiah McDuffie has always been like a good cerebral person. He's just a small. Yeah, it's always been his issue. Yeah. Are we? Because Jonathan Owens was okay in this game and forced a turnover. Are we at a point where he might actually finish the season on this team? Because as you know, I I do in fact have an interest in that. Yeah, it was a good a good content game from that perspective for sure. Um, I think he's gonna make it. There's enough injuries, and he's he's done enough on teams and as a backup that I think he's gonna stick. I think he got this one. I think you're good the rest of the year. Yeah. This is gonna buy him time. Yeah. But AJJ, right? Like it took. Okay, what what game? What week was this? Nine? It's is it nine? Man, yeah. I think it is we, the... So my prediction was that AJJ is a starter by week six. So week ten. Yeah, almost. Yeah, like, almost got it. <laughs> like, but hey, look at that. I feel smart. Yeah, that's right. Week ten next week. Pretty good. Um but again, we we should take the the entire defensive performance with an enormous grain of salt. Um, for the quarterback reason, uh, it was smart. It was good to see young guys. It was a good game to get him experience. But I just can't help thinking back to that the preseason and how we thought we had like four good edge rushers and a bunch of depth in the secondary. And then the regular season started, and it turns out none of that was true. <laughs> and so let's see him do it against a real NFL offense, which might not happen for a couple weeks because Pittsburgh's not very good either. They're better than this. But uh, it's not their forte, so might be might be in for another good one next week. Hope so. <laughs> Pittsburgh has a has a winning record and a negative thirty point differential. <laughs> they do. They're all defense. That did you guys? Did, by the way, did you guys watch any of the Pittsburgh game? Um, I don't know why no. I did. I was in Minnesota, but um, if you okay, I highly recommend if you didn't see it, uh, go Google the George Pickens non touchdown play. Because he is an unofficial George Pickens record was set, which is the furthest inbounds any receiver has ever caught a touchdown when failing to get two feet inbounds. Um, he, he, it turned out not to be a touchdown. He caught the ball literally like seven feet from the sideline and did not get both feet down despite not having anybody near him. Uh, you got to see it to believe it. it it's it is absolutely incredible it's one of the laziest nfl plays you will ever see uh if you didn't see it live go watch a video of it people were making fun of him a lot it, it's it's bonkers you won't believe it, it it's absolutely crazy so anyway we'll get you that know, next you, week so that's fun you just so they don't they get outscored but they win games yeah the packers the packers are outscoring their opponents 160 to 159 yep one point right because 
a couple blowouts will will do that to you. Yeah, that's just that I don't understand. But, yeah, um, I, I don't, you got the eighteen against the Bears, the plus eighteen, but you, you gave up fourteen net to the Lions. So, you know they're playing a lot of close games. Yeah, got seventeen over the Rams. But yeah, Pittsburgh's it's one thing. Should we talk about the offense, which actually did face Matt? Did you just watch the Pickens? <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> It was the worst thing. I'm not exaggerating, right? He's he legitimately is six yards inbounds, and he lands on his right foot and cannot get his left foot down before he goes out of bounds for six feet. Yeah, (laughs) that's incredible. Oh, that was that's terrible. Never seen anything like it. All right, let's talk about the Packer offense because they actually faced a real NFL team mostly uh, with Aaron Donald and stuff. Did you see JRJ's passing? Block grade? Uh, 29, right? It was 29. Yeah, 29. 29 oh, for no. John Runyon Jr. Now, do they hit I mean, him? It's against it's Aaron Donald. It's like Aaron Donald. And do they hit him with those penalties? Like, does that. Because that's not fair. They did. Yeah, they game logged him for it. Even the one that was. Uh, Call for nine. Yash, yeah, they, they gave it to JRJ. Which, which also, I think. By the way, I think that played into JRJ making that mistake twice. I do too, because he wasn't alerted of it. Right, exactly. I don't think he understood that that penalty was on him. And so he was just doing what he always does, has always done in the history of football. And he did it again, and then he gets flagged for it again. That's kind of nonsense. It is nonsense. Those those were horrible calls. And I was was actually wondering if PFF hit him for that. I don't care, but I think he was a little better than a 29. Not, Not a ton, but a little bit. And those plays were huge. So, uh, by the way, I I do want to mention my conspiracy theory about this, which is correct. Um, that oh, it's right. Yeah, it's totally right. This is that call is a trial balloon for ending the tush push. That is, mm-hmm. you're you're going to see the Eagles get flagged for that specific offsides penalty uh, the next time they try it in, in an attempt to curtail it. That is what's going to happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent midseason point of emphasis. I yep. have no doubt in my mind. Uh huh. It's coming. It's coming. Eagles, prepare for it. Speaking of tush. The offense oh, in general, just just they were just cheeks, man. They were cheeks. That's that's very good, Jr. Appreciate that. I mean, somebody needs to push because it is tush. It is bad. I got, so like I'm, I watched primarily. I was unavailable Sunday, and I watched the condensed game, and I haven't really even engaged in a lot of the post game. But I I I I come back to the the biggest question still: what what people are thinking of Jordan Love, man. I haven't seen him even flash. Like nope. I haven't seen him make a throw. He dropped one. I don't remember which week in, in a guy's bread basket a few weeks ago along the sideline. It was a tremendous throw, and I remember being kind of jacked was, up for it. Yeah, it was Reed into double coverage. It yes. landed in his hands, and he dropped it. Yeah, I was okay, talking yes. about the podcast. Yes, I was yes, talking yes. about the podcast last week. Yeah, I'm sure you were great podcast, big time, big <laughs> fan, first time, long time. But I, you have, you don't see that. You don't see it anymore. You see a lot of the underthrows still. Oh boy, are there underthrows, man. It's killing me, just killing but me. But he's so, he's so good at DPI. It's, <laughs> it's not so. I was I have been thinking since this season started that maybe this is a new thing. Maybe this is the result of them trying to teach him uh, better mechanics to get more air under the ball, and it's just uh, he's not letting it fly. He's like trying to aim instead of throw. So I went back and watched a, like basically every deep throw he had in college. Nope, nope, same thing. Same exact stupid thing. Uh, consistent underthrows. They got disguised a lot as back shoulders. They uh, There were a lot of blown plays where he didn't have to make a good throw. There were only two bombs in his entire college career where he hit a guy in stride uh, over the top down the sideline. Like two uh, in like dozens and dozens and dozens of attempts. So this is a long-standing love problem. It's not gotten better. And 
you got to be able to hit these. You just do. Like otherwise, everybody's gonna cheat up on you and just let you throw incompletions. It's it's rough. I I'm with just he is absolute cheeks on anything down the field. It's very unfortunate. Um, this game was it had a lot of other problems too, which they ran the ball like Matt Lafleur ran the ball like fourteen times in a row in the first half or something like that. They got a touchdown out of it because they got right. But he he read the tweets, man. That's that's what it was. But like, oh, you want you want Aaron Jones to get the ball? He's gonna get to he, the and ball. boy, did he get the ball? He had twenty carries in this game, right? Like, yeah, well, twenty touches, I think. Yeah, I think, fumble. Yeah, that was bad fumble too, man. Some the Wicks fumble was bad too, although he was kind of unlucky in that nobody touched him yeah. while he was down. But um, that was bad fumble. But but like the running was like it was okay. Uh, like their success numbers were okay, but they didn't break anything. They mainly just picked up like four yards every time, and that'll work against this team and some other teams but it's not going to work next week like next week every run's going to get zero <laughs> also aj Dillon was not awful he wasn't he was okay no, he was good yeah he, he was an nfl running back he was, was yeah, gotta was give credit where it's due he was actually pretty good in this game he i would say like, dare i say outplayed aaron jones whoa he, well i mean you see this sh- you see the shortcomings of that though like okay their running game was was okay and they scored 20 points against a defense that's good it, it's solid but like they they manhandled most aspects of that game and still 20 to 3 is what you come away with two touchdowns yeah was they were hurt badly by those stupid offsides penalties i think if you know, those don't get called they score it uh, probably another touchdown maybe two more maybe get a field goal out of it well the the first touchdown drive was their only unpenalized drive out of like four or five drives yeah and so it's like yeah like that'll that'll happen and also, something I do want to mention about the run game, the wide receivers apparently learned how to block. No kidding. Where'd yeah. that come from? Watson was blocking I'd... his ass off. Like, Yeah. like, And then, of course, the one time he makes a catch, he breaks six different parts of his body. He does that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing he does. JR, did you hear like when he was being taken to the locker room after that big catch? Like, yeah, that there were three different injuries that were being <laughs> they're like, evaluated for concussion, <laughs> back and elbow or something. Yes. It was chest, a back and chest. He got squished on both sides. He's so bad at high pointing the ball. His body can he has the worst body control. Just the worst. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. he he caught it, he did a good job catching it, but he jumped at the wrong time. He got himself sideways for no reason. <laughs> and right. it's also he Love's hi- fault. Just throw the ball further yeah, and he didn't have to do throw. that. Like he was gonna be wide <laughs> open. Watson high pointed a ball that all five foot nine of me could have high pointed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how bad his body control. Was. Yeah, I mean between the throws that are always going to be underneath and and the the way he catches the ball, of course, Christian Watson is al- always going to be hurt. You know, he's al- he's already facing that as it is. Questions about his durability, and then of course he's going to leave a game with an underthrown ball. Yeah. We should talk about a couple of the positives that did happen. Th- things that give me hope. Um, they'll be crushed next week, but there's a couple of them. Dontavian Wicks is a dude. He's a dude. He's good. We, uh, by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you're welcome. Um, we. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Also, by the way, if you are an APC prop bets reader, you're welcome. Oh yeah, no kidding. He's hit the over on his uh, yards like four or five weeks in a row. He, 
he's hit every single one of his overs anytime he's a prop bet. Yep. Um, so. And <laughs> we have been we have been building him up because his underlying per play metrics have been good all season. Advanced ones like his separation numbers, his route running numbers, his ESPN analytics numbers, and just his normal ones. Like uh, he's the only guy who looks like a decent receiver when he catches it. He gets like twelve yards instead of um, Dobbs. Only like every time he catches, it, he gets like six yards, which is not good. <laughs> You know, um, and he catches most of his targets. Uh, he did have the boneheaded play in this game, but again, it was a yeah, that was weird. It was a weird play. You know, it was a weird play where uh, any other Packer receiver tries that they're being touched by the guy who's guarding them very closely, and it's just down. He had he got separation, and nobody was there. Yeah, and do you begrudge a guy for trying to get those last yards? I know that no. can be a stupid call at the goal line sometimes or yeah. whatever, but like I don't know, it was kind of a the pass wasn't perfect he was twisting a little yep. bit the pass would like, be better uh, yep it, it was right on the sideline right could have like, right very easily hands. gone out of bounds like, yeah whatever but he is he is a dude like he is a good route runner he has he is catching things now and he he actually has some wiggle to him um he is the, like the by far the most enjoyable guy to watch on this team so yay for dontavian wicks i hope that they keep giving him more time even if it's at the expense of watson or dobbs you heard it here first, folks. Paul Noonan likes watching the Wicks wiggle. By the way, Dontavian Wicks, <laughs> on my, my annual um, Rops underrated column, was one of the receivers in it before the Packers took him. He, he was, he was yeah. on it. So read that one. It's helpful. Why haven't they hired you? Why are you still doing a podcast with us two idiots? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, my guess is his day job is more lucrative than running no, numbers for wide receiver prospects. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> um, he's, he is a council council. Uh, so Musgrave, he like, did, did he look okay? He, like he was good. He was, he was except okay. except like, he is, he this. has never caught a ball and ran with it in his career. I know. And that was good. That was really good play design. I don't know yeah. if I think anybody was amazing on that play. It was just they they busted something out that was a little unique, and then they managed to get the matchup they wanted. That's the kind of stuff well, I thought well, we'd see all year. So in his in his touchdown play, the the big linchpin of that is his acting ability, because yeah. he ha- he has to sell his block, and he has to sell that he like quote unquote lost his block. Otherwise, he's not going to be open. So like he did, he did a great job. Like he did a great watch job. The replay. That was a he for- sells his block really yeah, well. That was a 49er play that they ran perfectly. But he had enough like the the uh, like deep outs that he ran, um, like the big crossing one. That was good too, and he smoked a <laughs> yeah. linebacker on that play. Yeah, it was good until he freaking had to make a diving what? catch oh. that he didn't have to make. I know he's That's not true, coordinated. But like a better pass, fast. and he doesn't fall over. It's the pass. <laughs> yes, but like, yes, if, he is. It, like it, in he's the not, other he's not 10, great with the ball. But like 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 Mike Gasecki makes that catch and keeps running. He's a baby like that's giraffe. That's, he is a baby that's giraffe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is, uh, he never he. I think he generated zero yak in college. That is his game. He goes down as soon as he's touched. Um, yeah, that, that, he yeah, he, he broke it. He, te- he technically broke a tackle on his touchdown pass. Yay for him! But he, this is how he, he should be used. Lift, though. Like he he he's is slightly lifted his left leg. He's useful when he catches the ball down the field because that's the only way he can actually get down the field with the ball <laughs> you got to use him that way he's fast that's his thing keep doing that i'm a big fan of uh running speed outs to him on third and six where he catches the ball and has to get three yards of yak that's not gonna why happen is that, never gonna happen why is that designed yeah <laughs> stop doing that are have you watched a lot of tucker craft to know if he's coming along yes it, it seems like because okay. he's he's no- 
He's not cheeks. He's my guy. He's, he is not terrible anymore. He was a good blocker in this game. Uh, he is a work in progress as a receiver, but like he's eventually the guy you want running those stupid Musgrave routes. <laughs> because he actually... Uh, so he's up two divisions. For, he played in the lower division in college, but he was a yak monster. And part of that is he was just way bigger than everybody else. But that is his game, and he is good at it. You just get, like you get him the ball on that stupid speed out, and he actually can get those three yards. But he's got to be able to hold up the rest of the end of the bargain to do that. And he's making progress there. He was a good run blocker in this game. He had some good uh, blitz pickup. And uh, I think they can start to phase DeGuara out because that guy is not an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Tough scene. Him and Brett Rippon can uh, get into coaching or something. Yeah. Um, I, I ask an overriding question because I, I haven't heard a lot of people speak in these terms, and and maybe this is the rube in me that doesn't have a really good understanding of what to what to cheer for or look for. But like, did we want do we want the Packers to win games? Because <laughs> I they're not going oh, to the playoffs. That's, that's, a lo- that's a loaded question, man. It also, is loaded. It going, is loaded. They might be going to the playoffs. That's the bad thing. Well, uh, I, I don't want to play into the you know the the, the, <laughs> the what is quote unquote losers mentality of only cheering for draft picks. It's it's I, I just like because this was a win against a really below average team. Yep. that was not resounding. They are not different than they have been all these they're other not. weeks. They're, they're quite yeah. bad. So facing off with a team that can conceivably get a better draft pick than them, do we want, you know, so what are you, what are we, this, what are you rooting for? This particular win, they went from sixth to seventh in the draft order. Well, that's not and bad. Then the team they lost position to was the Rams. <laughs> I think so. yeah, it did more damage towards just their potential for moving up more than anything sure. else. Um, I've been my my logical brain and my fan brain had a big fight about this, like as the game was going on, because like when I'm watching the game, I, I get mad when they make bad plays, and I do want them to win. But like as soon as the game's over, I am totally like. I want one of the good quarterbacks, and now we're not going to get one of the good quarterbacks. Yeah. And yeah. I turn into GM Paul, who is kind of an asshole, honestly. And but, um, also, how how long this offseason did the three of us sit here and go, this team is ass, and they're only going to win games because they have an ass schedule. Yeah. And then here we are week after week going, why does this team suck so bad? <laughs> <laughs> they but really the- have every break, too. You know, Stafford going out. Yeah. You, you talked about this. I think you said this on last week's podcast, the part I listened to. You know, everything. <laughs> has broken their way they and should, they still don't win games I, I, I i've been saying all season and just reiterating it they should be like viking fraud contenders that's what they should be <laughs> this year they should be that team where like outsiders is writing every week like this team is a huge fraud even though they're you know seven and two or whatever and they're gonna get smoked in the playoffs and we should be on this podcast going like they are but it's fun and, <laughs> and, and instead it's like you lost to that you lost to the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. You lost to the Broncos. Really? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but then the Broncos went on to win another game. I know. That so was I don't, I don't over know the Chiefs. Which is why I think the Packers are going to screw around and win. The, the they might. They're not out of it. The they're like two games out of a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys are you familiar with Annie? I think it's Annie Agar on uh, on Twitter. She's yep, got a pretty yep. big yes. following. We're, we're aware of Annie. Yes. I'm sure. I'm Matt sure. doesn't I, like I, Annie. I didn't Agar. want to I'm assume. With her. All right, I have no problem with her. I, I watch her weekly sort of recaps, and I do laugh. This one I really laughed. Speaking of the Chiefs, because uh, we're talking about the the Dolphins getting getting beaten in Germany, and then the Dol- her Dolphins character was excited about the compliment she was getting and whatever the word was they put it into a google translator and you hear the google translator voice like that means fraud in german because <laughs> you just said i didn't set this up very well but the bottom line is it's very funny and <laughs> yeah, if, you ha- if you have not heard of Annie agar who is a packers fan um 
I I do enjoy that. What's the <laughs> why, why don't you why don't you what's Matt, the Matt issue just, with her? Matt just dumped it into the the thing. That's why he doesn't. Um, I'll tell oh, you why I, I don't like it's her. It's going to be a secret that yeah. we can't share. I, I will tell you my, it's, my. No, it's not a secret to anybody who's aware yeah. of who that human being is. Ma- Matt's oh, reason okay. that he wrote down is correct. Um, but I have another reason too, which is her shtick is actually uh, stolen's probably a little harsh, but oh. um, but it is highly influenced by a stand-up comedian named Ben Brannard who does that shtick <laughs> uh, for yeah. all fifty states. And it is it is just that shtick, and it is. Man, uh, love, let's take Ben Brader's shtick, and we'll do it for all NFL teams. That is what. Well, I mean, which is fine. Even, you can adapt things, but but even in the NFL sphere, she's not unique. You got Scooter Magruder, who's been doing it for yeah. ten years. So that like, is the exact same thing. And then we'll just generally say we disagree with her politics. Not I will say I disagree with her politics. <laughs> I won't speak for all <laughs> you guys. Yeah, you, yes, you, do you. I? Yeah, you can, you're allowed to have different politics, but. Um, She's not mine. So. Uh, I think you guys know where I stand politically. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm... Uh, okay. Uh, I feel like I had one more question. Oh, since we are, it is the season of Wisconsin sports coaches not coming back. Like <laughs> Mike Budenholzer, Craig Council. I ask again, how are we feeling about Matt LaFleur in the year 2024 coming back as Packers coach? I know I ask this every week. But it changes every week, so it's it good to keep every week. week. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's way more on the hot seat than he was like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. And this game, I don't know if it helps that much. They did a few things better. But like, if guys don't come along and they keep looking this horrible, especially in first halves where he has the most control, um, he's going to be in trouble. Like he definitely is going to be in trouble. Like this is not going well for him. Like you're there to develop young guys at this point. That's that your team is to all 25 year old guys and a quarterback you've had for like your entire tenure. And you got this like, yeah, he's, he's definitely in trouble. I, I wonder how what the timing, because Mark Murphy has said he's going to retire after 2015. Right. Yeah. That, like that's, I feel like the clean break year if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if they would make a move a year before that departure or if there would be sort of a let's wait a year and get a new guy in here and he can be part of the decision-making process. I don't know. So you've got the, like, we were talking about in the Slack chat, the legacy cementing Hail Mary. Like, on his way out the door, Murphy does something big that will either, like, like you forget or people will be like, that's the greatest on-the-way-out-the-door decision ever. Um, So, well, my joke was that he'll put a jump at the end of the sledding hill. (laughs) <laughs> but, but like completely redoing the front office in your last year of your tenure like that that'd be a hail mary yeah like getting yeah rid of, a lot of getting rid of goot. last year too though but i guess but getting rid of goot and matt at the same time yeah i will always associate him with the sledding hill thanks to aaron one of the stars of packers twitter indeed um and her delightful sledding meme. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I that's how that's just when I, when someone says Mark Murphy, what do I think of? I think of him in an inner tube. <laughs> <sighs> uh, shall we get to questions? Let's do it. All right, Patreon questions first. Of course, patrons get question priority. There's a million of you. So many questions, unbelievable. Jr., did you hear my business voice last week? Uh, I did. I did. I got that far. I got to the start. <laughs> Love the business voice. Do I? Do, does it sound like I'm putting on a business voice when I read these you, questions? You you get more like, like I'm reading from a teleprompter when you're mm, reading the questions. Yeah, mm, yeah, like a, like a political candidate or something. Um, sure. All bit, right. I guess I you, hadn't noticed. You sound pretty. You're generally pretty much yourself, though. I would say. Um, okay. I think I, right, I, I said a, I said a bit more. A bit I'm not more. saying that you sound robotic. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I try. I guess I try to read them with sort of a. 
you know, like like a wink and a nod. Some of these are a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. Some of them are are you know like just just trying to to inject that energy into it a little bit. Let's uh, let's give it a go. We're starting with Mark Pitscarby. He's become the new Helen Thomas. He really podcast. has. Yeah, he's always in right away, instantly. <laughs> Love it. I mean, become. He's been Helen Thomas for three years. Well, for a while, who was it? Yeah, he we was... had a different first every time for a while. Was it Jay Google first? He was yeah, on the Jay Google pod for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mark has has unseated Jay Google. Here we go, Mark Putscarby. I decided to change my question since we won and be a little more positive. Yeah, right. Given how young the Packers are on offense, is the fact that they rank around average in the NFL in most advanced metrics a positive thing? Why do fans act like this offense is one of the worst in the NFL? <laughs> and if it is a relatively positive thing, who would deserve the credit for that? Oh, man. I think this is one of those you need to take a lot of context into account here kinds of things because there's a lot of garbage time yards in that. There's a lot of the Bears who, to, to be fair, haven't been as bad as we, I, I think, we saw in, in week one. Um, they got Montez Sweat now. Yep, they do. Um, and, and it's not like, like they scored 18 on New Orleans, which it's a good defense. 18 is not terrible against them, but yeah, 13 against the Raiders is pretty rough. Like there's just a lot of bad stat lines here. They had 10 against the Vikings. So like, yeah, you, you you did okay a few times. The other thing is like league offense is down a lot. So um, it is true that the Packer offense relative to the rest of the league isn't as horrible as it seems because the league's just not very good. It's like baseball was last year, which is bad, and they should do something to fix it. Um, but I don't. I still don't think it's good. Um, I I think the first half thing is a big deal. There is garbage time mixed in heavily to their production and i i don't think we should be giving them a lot of credit exactly um i I, i'm more on blame than credits even though they are technically speaking average and they're half the teams are somehow worse on offense than them it's honestly incredible um (laughs) and credit i don't know like no, no idea like that's the thing like you can't give it to matt because i feel like it's all second half stuff after he's out of it but love's kind of crappy and the receivers are all kind of bad and aaron jones hasn't played enough to get credit so i don't know i think it's just a bad to average team that's gotten lucky a few times when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In baseball, we talk about the run environment where, you know, guys are not measured. Guys can't be measured across eras because the baseball changes, park factors change, everything changes. So, like, you you are often, there are stats to measure against your era. Does the same thing apply in Absolutely. football? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And it's a bad offensive I'm, era right now. It is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you know, 1960s football is different from modern football, but like I'm talking, I'm talking more micro stretches of time. 
it's interesting that we've kind of ebbed and flowed away from good offense. Um, uh, micro stretches. Great quarterbacks. Mi- micro stretches micro is yeah. my nineties retro band. <laughs> yes. Sean Griffin says, whatever happened to Appleton coffee company, Matub, that was for you. I ordered some Packerland <laughs> breakfast blend from them last year and was surprised when the coffee shipped from California. So it's a very long story. Um, long story short, <laughs> um, Steve who runs Appleton coffee company had a pretty bad health scare at one point. Um, and went through a big, like, what does it all mean thing, uh, left his job to start his own firm, and in that had to outsource to keep up with the demand, and then realized that that was actually just, like, not good, and so shut it all down. But he shut it all down abruptly, so that's why if if anybody had some issues, um, hit me in the DMs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've fixed some problems for some people already who... Had orders outstanding when the abrupt thing happened, and we'll do our best to make you whole if you did. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I uh, Steve and I have actually only talked like one time since then. So uh, he's also fallen out of my life, sadly. Oh, miss you, buddy. Miss you, Steve. Shouts to the uh, to the to the coffee though that have that has gone to many many a reporting is eligible listener over the years. Uh, Jonathan Deal. It seems just like Stafford, Matt Stafford's thumb ligaments. The Packers' hopes of drafting Caleb May or MHJ just snapped. Was this a strategic loss by Sean McVay getting up getting one up on his fellow Shanahan disciple before dipping out of coaching for a TV gig? <laughs> um, it was not. A, I don't think McVay is not going to tank on purpose like that. So, uh, I mean, it would be smart. It would be a, a second level evil to do it, and you're not going to have Stafford that much longer. Like he's just falling apart. Uh, the you know he got his ring and he is beaten up a whole lot. So, I don't know, maybe, but the Rams also aren't going to get one of the top two. So, um, so there you go. And, yeah, that's that's it. I feel, I feel like Matt Stafford is eternal. Like, he's just going to he's gonna be playing until he's 45, like, as a backup somewhere. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy's still in the I think he's almost done. I, the body's starting to break down. I don't think he's going to stick it out long haul. He's got his ring. Think, There's no reason to. He's I think not- it all depends on what, what Kelly wants. <laughs> Fair. Sean McVay is going to rule on television. He will. I think he's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, Patrick Detmer says, this weekend's matchup with the Steelers. We'll see highly acclaimed coordinators Hell Joe yeah. Barry and Matt Canada go head-to-head. Given the common theme of music references on this show, which coordinator and their collective unit of players is Creed, and which oh. one is Nickelback? <laughs> That's not fair. Both, both of those bands are actually good. That's the no, problem. Listen to me. Listen to me. Nickelback is from Canada. Matt Canada is Nickelback. Yep, that's, that's just correct. how it is. Oh, Jared did the same research I did, so <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I, knew, I also knew Nickelback was from Canada. But also, Nickelback has a very special place in my heart because uh, Silver, Side Up came, Silver Side Up came out the summer I started driving. So like it's it was this, the soundtrack to my freedom of youth. Yeah. yeah. Joe so Bar- the song Net... Go ahead, go ahead, Joe Barry. Joe Barry's Limp Biscuit, just for the record. <laughs> Joe Barry's Limp Biscuit and Matt Canada is the song Blame Canada from South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Love it. Love it. Joe Barry, you just got to have faith. Uh, sorry. You got to have faith. <laughs> got to have faith. That's what Matt LaFleur has. Once had an idea for, uh, for the worst cover band of all time, which was just to have a cover band that does covers in the style of Limp Biscuit covering faith. <laughs> And then <laughs> in the fantastic. in the middle of everyone, you just ha- have the random yell of uh, what is it? Shut the f up or whatever. Get the f- off. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's 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 get the f up. That's what that's what Fred Durst says. I know this because he recently <laughs> went viral 
because he was like he was playing at like a state fair as a as a country artist, and then like, like the rest of Limp Biz- I suppose, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> or the lead singer um, of Stained. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that happened too. Goodness. But then yeah. the the rest of Limp Biscuit came out and they did a Limp Biscuit song while he's wearing a cowboy hat and a flannel. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. That's I am great. looking that up when we're done here. Uh listen, the song Never Again, the first single, not first single, first track on the Silver Side Up album, I believe, by Nickelback. Deeply problematic, horrible song. Like truly I mean, chef's kiss of how bad Nickelback is. That song, for reasons I can't explain, has been in my head when I was going through these six days of hell with this unbearable tooth pain. I, every day I'd wake up with it in my head. I don't know why. I haven't heard it in years. It's it's a, it's abhorrent music. It's, it's because Nickelback but, is the tooth pain of music. That's why. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's really good. Yep, that's true. Um, I... We'll say I do have a soft spot in my heart for Nickelback for some songs. Leader of Men is a jam. They have great pyro at their at their concerts. I have unfortunately seen them live three times, uh, four times if you count the time that they sang before th- during the Thanksgiving game between the Packers and the Lions in 2011 when they got booed so badly they only played one song. Truly a seminal moment. Uh, hey, well, but, here's uh, how my brain works: I can't hear Nickelback without singing it in Justin Timberlake voice. Why? We're bringing Nickelback. Oh no! Oh my God! I can't do it, Paul. That's just a, that's tough. <laughs> it's Nickelback. Hey! Okay. By the way, there exists out there some metal covers of Nickelback songs that are actually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, like, well, the they covered from... Ghost of Tom Joad. Uh, yeah. Rage's cover <laughs> of Ghost of Tom Joad. <laughs> but the the Nickelback song someday. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Someday. We all know it. It's yeah. terrible. It makes a it makes a great metal song. <laughs> all right. That's great. Uh, I will be looking some of this up. I'm, I'm excited about this. The Limp Bizkit stuff in particular. JD says, I was at the game Sunday. What a great time. was nice to be there for a win after being at last season's Jets debacle. Jordan Love's arm talent is well documented. Maybe his biggest attribute yeah. coming out of college. We all know he, was a very, he had a very strong arm. Should have no issue hurling them deep down the field with his big arm. Why does he put up so much air underneath <laughs> all his deep throws? It seems to be literally every deep throw is yep. short because he kind of lofts them. Shouldn't Matt LaFleur and Clements be telling him, dude, rip it. Use that big arm. You can't overthrow Watson. If he could just start throwing these without so much air, I think he'll be cooking with gasoline. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, he can also, throw it. No, no sub question from JD this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's out. He got tired too. Um <laughs> It's a big arm. He can throw like deep outs and like gun it over the middle and rip the seam and do stuff like that. But he has bad mechanics and form. And somebody told him to throw Jeff Blake specials all day, and he's been doing it since college. And um, it's a, it's a problem. And I'm not like surely at this point, someone has told him knock it off, get it out there, try and overthrow Christian him. Watson because you won't. And uh, nope, it's a. Uh, it's a thing. He seems to try to aim the ball more than throw it, and they got to just when you're going deep, they just got to tell him like, just let it rip, dude. Better deep than intercepted. Okay, aim instead of throw. Is that a baseball thing? Like, I feel like I just think it's a throwing thing. Uh, it's a pitching thing for sure. It is a pitching criticism that pitchers get when they are um, when they lose the zone a little bit. That you're overthinking it. You got to get just back in your muscle memory and just let it go. So yes, it is a baseball thing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Price Trozen. In the 1980s, there was a really fun video game called Battlezone, which was a proto 3D game of tank battles. Yeah, yeah. This game, 
against the Rams reminded me of when I was on a roll playing Battlezone and destroying perfectly good tanks. Will this newfound confidence ensure the Packers wind up with the dreaded 13-17 to 17 pick next April? P.S. Collective Soul was really good. And FYI, last <laughs> year was Soul Asylum, who absolutely rocked. I'll keep you posted on next year's 90s banger. Love that. <laughs> so good. <sighs> JR, you were legitimately missed by the, the questions. Yeah. Like, there were multiple times. There, there were like, a couple that were specific to you. Now that I think of it, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of '90s rock references, which I appreciate. I feel like this question is mostly are they going to transfer this momentum into a winning streak that dooms their draft position? I don't really think so. Like, they won this game because if Matt that if Matt Stafford played this game, they would have lost this game. There's no not a lot of momentum to take away from here, especially against teams that are halfway decent, which the Steelers are. So yeah, yeah, they're going to lose to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah but but you, did you hear what Jair said before this game? No, I did not. He was like, we got 10 games left. We're going to win them all. Yeah, he did. He did. He Run did. the table, baby. Run the table. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, on that, on the, on the subject of tank battles, uh, if you are ever at an arcade that has an original NBA Jam machine, um, a, there is a hidden tank battle game in NBA Jam arcade machines that you can activate by holding down all the buttons and swirling controller four counterclockwise six times, and uh, you will blow the minds of everybody there if you do it right. So. And it will activate big head mode if you actually beat the tank game. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's was that the, an uh, early... I was going to say, what was the NES? Uh, it was a ported arcade game that was like NBA Jam before NBA Jam. Arch Rivals? Arch Rivals, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Uh, the um, bar um, by my dad's place up on Lake Ogibic had, uh, <laughs> had an Arch Rivals. Yeah, Arch Rivals is fun. It is totally NBA Jam with cartoon characters instead of real NBA players. Was there a network, like an early networked tank game called Bolo or something? Uh, like there's boxes. There's definitely a couple of those um, for sure. I think one was Vindicators. Um, I mean, there's literally a 1987 tank battle game for the Apple II called Bolo. Oh, that's probably it. Probably it. Probably it. Middle school on these crappy ass computers guys go you, hanging out in the computer room real real elite stuff yeah. from uh from middle school me and the company i kept all right <laughs> when, when sorry when it was remade for for windows 3.1 they called it win bolo <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh all right donald anderson update the packers have gone zero games since receiving a personal foul Actually, how unusual is that? Do teams average one personal foul a game? Am I being too harsh? P.S. The Musgrave touchdown was the best play of the year so far by the offense. I think one is too much. I don't think they do average that. It's not that common a penalty. So, yeah, the Packers do this. Yeah, yeah too much. That's great. And you're also, right. Also, I, I'm enjoying the tracker. Like, continue to do the <laughs> tracker. I, I like it. It and doesn't the, get very high. It does not. Hopefully not. The Musgrave TD was the best play of the season, though. That is correct. That play was awesome. That play ruled. It did what it was supposed because, to do, and it looked cool. Yeah, I like it. It was written that's, well. It was executed well, and we got a touchdown. That's what it's like with a real quarterback. You know, like those <laughs> plays where you just pass over the middle and the guy's got space, and it's just it's just like pulling teeth to get down the field most of the time. And how many times did they have chances that they ended in field goal attempts? Like, whatever. PJ Wessels. I like, I like the dental reference, by the way. I'm I'm all in this week. Like I'm <laughs> the pain was so bad. Like I'm still I'm two days removed and I'm still feeling I just feel great. I just feel great. I like like chewing food makes me so happy right now. Um 
PJ Wessel says this game had four turnovers total, but it felt like an ugly game, even just from red zone. Yeah. What contributes to that? A lot of this was rain, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, the Wicks one was weird. The Jones one, I think, was very rainy. Um, it, it was it was a sloppy, windy, bad weather. First cold game of the year game. I think a lot of that was just weather. And it was sloppy. And the Packers are a sloppy team because they're all 25-year-olds. And the Rams are also <laughs> a sloppy team because they kind of suck. And their quarterback is awful. So, yep, full... Uh, everything there all made that a bad game. Correct me if I'm wrong. The the Rams were a Bill came due team, right? Like they went all in, That's got right. their ring, and and yeah. now they're paying for it. That well, is also 100%. the Rams. The Rams went to the Super Bowl without a quarterback. With so golf. like, yes. they're, they're, yeah, right. So there's there's an all in, but then there's also like we've already done it, and literally just need a quarterback. Yeah, which they did, and you know they actually started off the season pretty good. It's just that they're old and. Um, uh, like Puka, Puka's good, um, and Tutu Atwell's actually good when he has a quarterback to throw to him. Um, it's just that they're so old that they can't keep everybody healthy. Clearly, Joel Osmond says management has said how difficult evaluating Love has been given the chaos surrounding him. Is it setting the stage for another prove-it year for him and the rest of the team, coaches included? I'm afraid the organization will mulligan and not start fresh until the cap is resolved. I think this is a really con- like legit concern. Yeah, I do too. Mm. And they've said they've given him like su- support in their public statements in evaluating him a couple times, and they seem kind of sincere. And I really hope that they're more sophisticated than, um, you know, like his stats look okay. It's his first year. Like he won a couple games. Like he he doesn't look good. He, he, what's the what I coming keep coming back to is like even if he starts hitting a little bit better on like short stuff and playing a little better like what's the ceiling with him like it's not high it's like it's like the fifteenth best quarterback in the league like it's not yeah. going to be a top five guy it's not going to happen like top five quarterbacks hit their deep shots right out of the gate like it's one of the things you're good at it's fun to it's fun to throw deep shots it's weird to suck at them it's what everybody does on the playground all the time. <laughs> So I don't know. Right, they no, seem, Jordan Love is throwing mid-range on the playground. <laughs> they seem so high on him, and the, he they have the excuses built in, and there's just a lot of reasons to keep him around for one more. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm not optimistic that they'll make the right decision here. It's also not his first year. It's his it's fourth not, year. It's not. You should be better. Like the, right. the, the reason you sit is so that you don't have these growing pains. Right. That's the point. If you wanted thing. to like have Desmond Ritter level talent or whatever, you would have taken him in the first round this year, you know, late first round this year, mid first round. They yeah. probably could have gotten a quarterback that's doing what he's doing now. Absolutely. In could have. Middle of the first round yep. this season. And we could have skipped all the drama with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, because he wouldn't have found anything else to hang his hat on to uh, to build his drama. Look, man, he didn't know that they were recording that conversation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be back in a few weeks, right? Aaron Rodgers? Oh, He's yeah, coming that's back. what he says. Uh-huh, sure, Jan. He has a the Sunday limp. I don't <laughs> Absolutely going to be back in a few weeks. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Case of the Sunday Berries. Shout out to the Packers music guy for playing Misery Business on one of the kickoffs because that's what watching most of this game felt like. (laughs) I'm not specifically calling for this, but what do you think it would take for the Packers to fire Goody? Externally, I think there's an an overvaluation of the personnel he has brought to the team, and I'm concerned there's not enough internal pressure on that front as well. Okay, can I just say I'm a little upset that this wasn't just a question about mid-2000s 
pop punk because like I would have enjoyed that much more than firing our GM. I feel like it's really um, hard for the GM to get fired. Um, it, yeah. it it takes a lot more, and there's like yeah, he's right. His drafts have been bad, but there's positives too. Like getting Razul is a positive. You know, there, there's been some decent midseason stuff, and they're not total busts. Gary's good. So I feel like you need to be really bad. And he's got like the 21 draft was awful. There's bad drafts out there. Um, but I think you need to be like super bad as a team, which I don't think they're going to be anymore. Like I think they'll probably be like within shouting distance of 500 with a clear like bare bones. You got nothing left here roster. And uh, it's just not there. So maybe what it takes is the the, uh, the Mark Murphy retirement and just a full sea change. But it's hard to imagine them being bad enough to get good fired. I'm I just not seeing it. Hmm. Richard Proctor says they say, or someone said, that criticism is a form of love. And with that in mind, do we think the Packers powers that be are smart enough to remember games like this against a quarterback Nepo baby when Joe Barry brings up points per game allowed in his postseason interview? <laughs> uh, I don't know how smart they are. I feel like they've fallen behind a little bit. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's it, Not being in the room, it's hard to tell how sophisticated they are. It is. But football teams vary widely. Some of them, uh, like the Eagles, have a team, a front office full of geniuses who contextualize everything. And a lot of teams don't. A lot of them are run by ex-football players. Not to say that ex-football players are all morons, but it's a different kind of thing. Like scout, scouting and uh, being focused on like the wins versus the process. Not all. Like some of our process are like... There's, it's easy for bad evaluation to sneak in here. So uh, who knows? Nobody so knows I what think the Packers if, do. You, Packers fans do not have to look any further to figure out that players might not be good at evaluating talent than looking at the New York Jets, who are very upset with Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard's performance. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I, I said something earlier that's got me thinking. Uh, about this draft spot, if they had taken a quarterback instead of Lucas Van Ness, is Lucas Van Ness going to be all right? Are you following him at all? He actually had a decent game, not a great game, but he had, yeah, he uh, did. Um, <laughs> Except he he destroyed a tight end. That was fun. He did. That was fun. So he's had some ups and downs. I wish when I my edge rushers, I like to flash a little more than he has. Like I feel like even though Gary wasn't super good as a rookie, you saw like ooh a couple times when it's like oh wow that's yeah. amazing. Um, let's see that again. And haven't really had that from Lucas Van Ness. So, um, but it's early. It, it is early with him. He doesn't get on the field all the time. And he has, he played well. He honestly did play well in this game. So it's something, something to build on against non-NFL talent. Cheese Cavaricci says, I know I'm not alone in my desire to watch winning football, to watch this young team improve and grow, but I fear we will be just good enough for Joe Barry to stick around and for us to miss out on top quarterback talent in the 2024 draft. I still think Jordan Love can improve and be a decent NFL quarterback, but he hasn't given us reason to believe he can be a great quarterback, we've talked about. Yep. In the scenario where the team returns to struggling and failing, we actually end up with a top two draft position and take a quarterback with one of those picks. Who do you think that what do you think the Packers will do or should do with Love? Do you keep him for competition, one last look, or do you think he's worth a decent player or pick on the market? Also, how important do you think having a veteran quarterback on the roster next season will be? I don't care about backup quarterbacks or veteran quarterbacks personally and don't think they're important at all. And Sean Clifford is one, even if he's just a name only, so you can always do that. 
Um, the Rams didn't Sean, care about it either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sean Clifford is older than Kenny Clark. I, I can't. I haven't confirmed that, but I'm like 90 percent <laughs> sure. He is. Yep. Um, and I personally would just move on from Love. I would just say, hey, uh, appreciate the effort, but let him go. If somebody wants to give you a sixth for him, f- sure. I don't think you'll get that, but <laughs> sure. Mm. Um, that's, but that's know, damning right there. He's got starting experience and. Uh, a half decent contract i could see a six yeah okay maybe so but like once you make the decision i clean break that i uh, i don't like the thing where you keep um a guy around and then like do the transition mid-season i feel like that wastes a lot of the season um it makes more sense if you've got like a fitzpatrick level starter um, or a tanny level starter but that's not what love is love is it at that point will be a failed prospect so clean break start from scratch let the guy go and um see how it works out like i'm very pro starting guys from day one uh i feel like usually you can tell pretty quickly if you got something or not um cj stroud which we had right now um for instance and so yeah that that's what i would do personally i can't believe cj stroud is gonna have a better career than justin fields man that's i can't my mind. <laughs> i know ryan <laughs> ziegler paul's victory laughs man <laughs> Ryan Ziegler, who would be a more successful farmer, Blake Martinez or A.J. Dillon? Sub-question, why has Matt not joined A.J.'s Farm Simulator Cooperative? <laughs> uh, Blake Martinez can farm Pokemon cards, and A.J. Dillon can farm Pixels. Um, wasn't it, wasn't so, it a fraud, actually, though, Blake yes, Martinez? Yes, so, so Blake can't farm Pokemon cards because he's been, he's been <laughs> banned from the official reselling of it because he sold fake ones. Um, so I guess his whole, like, I'm turning NFL money into a franchise thing didn't work. Nope. A.J. Dillon would probably be the better farmer, like, if we're honest. Yeah. But oh, in, yeah. In, terms, in terms of his farm simulator cooperative, um, I don't like f- simulator games like that. Like, like A.J. Dillon is just out there uh, combining corn. And one week out of the month, I have to literally live in a cornfield. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I feel like the sim- simulation games like that appeal to a very specific mindset that finds it relaxing and uh, finds the repetitive task uh, very, very like relaxing. AJ, though, also has some farming experience up, up in Dora County on the roof at Al Johnson, so that, that also gives him <laughs> a one-up there as well. Not sure there are many people like AJ Dillon. No. He is, uh, he's a unique young man. Yes. Uh, and uh, good for content. Old man on a bike in Sherlington. Hello. Just an old man on a bike who wants to talk about Rodgers, who's having a quietly good year compared to his time in Green Bay. Of course, I'm not talking about the washed-up quarterback who blew out his Achilles after four plays and who, after another three-night three, three night ayahuasca bender, will likely decide he wants to play professional football in December and, in doing so, will help Miles Garrett set some sort of sack record. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Amari Rodgers, who has not put the ball on the ground once this season. Granted, that's likely attributable. <laughs> to catching the ball zero times, but it's something to build on. My question is, did we part ways too soon with Amari? Um, A lot of strays in that question. I love it. Yep. No, we didn't. Yeah, so, okay, I know you're not supposed to divide zero by zero, but, like, I guess technically that would make it an undefined limit, right? Like, so. Yeah. By the way, for, for all wide receivers with over 50 targets this year, the highest average yards per target is, in fact, Nico Collins, who went – uh, three picks or so after Amari Rogers that we all thought we were trading up to get and has turned into the receiver that we all thought he could be. So, <sighs> hooray. A lot of misses in the drafts yeah. of one Brian Gutekunst. Um, Scarf 21. 
With the win against the Rams, I found myself feeling a little conflicted. On one hand, it's nice to see things come together and the team looking like they're figuring things out, and I'm sure a win would be a huge morale boost for a young team. But on the other hand, barring a miraculous run, it is unlikely that this team will make make the playoffs, and any win would nudge them further away from the premium top draft picks. What do you think is more important in the grand scheme of things, a young team getting a morale boost from a win and showing signs of life for the first time in weeks, or a top five draft pick? That is a loaded question, and we have discussed it, but go I'm ahead. A, I'm a ruthless jerk in this situation, and if I was an NFL GM, I would spend all of my time trying to get as many quarterback draft picks as possible when my team was bad. And I would do whatever I needed to do to make that happen. Because if you get a quarterback who's worth anything, who's like a top five to seven guy, you're set for a decade. You don't have to worry about getting fired. You don't have to try that hard. You can just be with, do what the Colts do and just uh, incompetent your way to Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning a couple times. And all of a sudden, you've got a 35-year career. Um, that's the way to do it. So I think uh, morale boosts are not very useful. And getting one of Williams or May would be super duper duper useful. So, uh, yeah, I would rather, in the grand scheme of things, uh, suck for a year in football. Um, but you know, <laughs> and then, winning is good. And then too. eleven a.m. eleven a.m. Sunday, Paul's gonna be like, "Go team!" I like win winning every- too. <laughs> winning is also good. Uh, PJ PJ Wessels posts the link to the story about Blake Martinez. I oh. feel like he was reading our minds wow. from six hours ago. Yeah. Talking about the the Pokemon scandal? That's wild. <laughs> Just passing along the, the, the Blake Martinez card scandal thing. So, uh, Danish Cheesehead says, here's a list of quarterbacks drafted at pick 3 to 10 between 2000 and 2021. Ready? Yep. Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Vince Young, Blake Bortles, Joey Harrington, Philip Rivers. Uh, by the way, I feel like this is the beginning of the like the Oscars or the Grammys, and they're reading all the people <laughs> who are scheduled to appear. So I'm going to keep going with that in mind. Philip Rivers, Mark Sanchez, Tua Tagovailoa, Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Byron Leftwich, Ryan Tannehill, Jake Locker, Patrick Mahomes, Blaine Gabbert, Matt Leinart, Josh Rosen. The eye test indicates that the failure rate in top three to 10 could be 65% or more. I get that having a franchise quarterback is the top priority of any team. Given the Packers seem not likely to end with a top two pick, what would be your preference? If we are more than 65% sure that Jordan Love is not a franchise quarterback, do you you sell the farm and move it to the top two or go with pick three to 10 in the quarterback? If you're less than 65% sure, do you sell the farm and move into a top two? Do you go with a pick with pick three to 10? draft the best value on the board or draft an offensive tackle. Right. And if the man who drinks the tea owns a llama, then who walked the goat? (laughs) And a train is leaving green Bay for the NFL draft in 2024. So I don't think you could trade up in the top two. I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be those. That's going to be held by teams that want those quarterbacks and it's not going to work for you. Um, So you can eliminate that right from the get go. Um, So I am, I what I would do is actually do the Brom draft here, and I would pick a guy in the probably still in the first round, maybe in the second round, and then I would grab another one late because this draft is actually pretty fun with quarterbacks, and I think you'll be able to get some guys late that actually have potential, and some guys that have some holes early too, and like if you get JJ McCarthy a little bit early, who has some problems, but it has potential too, and then you get like uh, Penix late. That's I can work with that. I want to see how that works out. So. That, but I'm a quarterback. I, I get quarterbacks. That's what I do. I, I pick them you, until like, they lose. Yeah, I mean, you follow this so closely. Do you have a name? Like, if it's not May or Caleb Williams. McCarthy's going third. It, well, okay. there are... Hmm. 
as of now, they're going third. There's some whispers about stuff with him that I can't get into for libel reasons um, that Ooh. may or may not be true, honestly. So, um, <laughs> that, <is laughs> hair, that he's wearing a toupee, you think? That hair? Could be. Could wouldn't be. It, wouldn't it be slander because we're speaking? Uh, whatever. I Defamation. It's totally slander. Um, yes, unless yeah. you write them down. We and he's still also he's style. a little he's a little light, um, and people question his arm strength. I think it's fine personally. So that I like Jordan Travis a lot. Um, I do like Penix, even though his arm is a little on the weak side. But whatever, we can work with that. There's a couple like there's a couple other guys too. I got to look at a little bit more closely. Um, but like there'll be some fun names late here too, and Penix I think will be one of them. So Jaden uh, Daniels. Yeah, Jaden Daniels like. Um, I kind of have discounted for a while because I feel like he's just been trying to find a spot where he can actually put up good numbers, but he did. And he, he does have one previous season where he was really good too. So um, he's old, but I'm kind of in on him a little bit now too. He's, he's played really, really well. Like Bo Nix is like not terrible. I don't want him because he's like 100 years old and um, has played a million different places and I don't I don't trust him at all. But like he's okay he'll be like a third rounder maybe um <laughs> he has good size and throws the ball hard that's a also can, a lot can of we admit that bo nix is not the name of a franchise quarterback bo nix is the name of a guy who coaches a college team i feel like bo nix could be that could work as a name like if that guy's good then bo nix sounds awesome i, I mean i'm, I'm kind of in on jordan travis he's six one is that considered a little he's small a little for small a quarterback? Yeah. he's a little small yeah uh, i'm in on him though i like yeah. it uh, Matt Pickett, last uh, last question from our patrons, or did we did I cross over into Twitter at some point? No, no you're, Matt's the last patron. You got it. Matt Pickett, uh, given who will be available this weekend, what would be your preferred starting offensive line, and why won't the Packers go with that configuration? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what's available might force their hand a little bit. I, is Yash playing? Um, he got hurt. Uh, yeah, that kind I, of I haven't is... checked. It. We should know these things. Well, it's Tuesday. It's not like there's a reliable injury report out yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, so no idea. We're just we're guessing at this point. And if if Yash doesn't play, then it's a bun- It's what we don't like. It's Rasheed Walker back it's out Rasheed there, Walker. and uh, it's the interior that we don't really care for. I guess the other question here is Sean Ryan, who did play well in his one series of this game, uh, running the ball mostly. Um, and what do you, do you like him better than Newman? I guess would be the question, or JRJ, and maybe Newman, um, Newman for sure. Yeah. Um, but he's probably worth running out there for a couple series just to, to see how he does fair, you know, versus Newman because he might be better. Newman kind of sucks. Um, but I mean, if Yash plays, then he should start for for sure. He's much better than Rasheed Walker is. Uh, but yeah, there's your answer. That and split Ryan, see how he does. Yeah. All right, moving to a couple of questions from Blue Sky, which you have spelled blue the French way. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of Blue Sky. It goes that with chicken like... wings that way. Yes. Oh, I, I have started calling it Bisky because that's, that's, that's how they abbreviate it. Uh, Blue uh, Sky. Darren Watkins says, what does a successful season for love look like from here on out? What will we have to do to show he can be the guy? What? will he have to do to show yeah. that he can be the guy moving he, forward? He can magically throw the ball 35 yards He's got to fix and... <laughs> He has to fix a mechanical problem. Like, I don't I don't need him to fix every single mechanical problem, but I want to see some evidence that coaching is actually helping. So it can either be, like, better short throws where guys don't have to contort their bodies to catch the ball and turn up field before they get absolutely destroyed, or start hitting some of these deep balls, like letting it fly and trusting his receivers and his arm a little bit more. But if it's just this from here on out, 
Um, yeah. Even if his stats kind of vary up and down a little bit, like no, that's not gonna do. It's not gonna work. Like you got to be able to do a little bit more, or defenses will take away the one thing you can actually do competently. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like uh, I feel like we're just seeing the we have it's a plateau, right? Like it, you haven't seen improvement over the first nine yeah. weeks, whatever week we're in. And if it's completely different by the end of the season, great. Like I I, I think that's fine, but uh, it's just not seeing it. Not, not seeing it. it. Uh, okay, so this is Mike Bischoff. The last question: Do you think the rest of their friends clown McVeigh for being the only one who can't beat Lafleur? At the big, at I mean, the big they, Shanahan get together, absolutely. That is, oh, they they also got plenty to clown him for. Like like he's probably the only guy from the Piss Boys who still uses L.A. Looks hair gel. <laughs> like, Here comes Sean again. Hey Sean, you're running eleven personnel again this play. <laughs> the nerdiest get together. The nerdiest. Okay, but does Sal does Sale count in that? I guess he's Lafleur's friend, but I don't think he's part of this. I Shanahan. have no idea if he counts or not. Not a clue. Um, but I was like, he probably bullies all of them. So, <laughs> are you familiar with the? I believe Danish, uh, Danish, uh, Norwegian, uh, the actor Joel Kinnaman. I'm not actually sure, like, what his heritage is. I do not. He's, not. he's in a lot of things. Uh, for all mankind on Apple TV, okay. he was RoboCop for a reboot thing. Um, he's been in a few things. Anyway, uh, Joel Kinnaman and Robert Sala have the same voice. And he's Swedish, uh, by the way. Swedish, Swedish. Of course he's Swedish. Why did I think it was anything more exotic than that? Um, <laughs> the accent is subtle, is what I... Is, okay, So right. Robert Sala's accent is different, but they have the same voice. It's very, very strange to me. Huh. Um, they, you know, they... I, I don't know why that... I don't know why I'm making that observation now, but it's definitely something that has struck me. Uh, mm. That's it, though. We have no more questions. Okay. I was going to say, I, I think Sala looks, looks like if you were trying to describe The Rock to a... Uh, sketch artist <laughs> you in a facade. Okay. That could be, yes. <laughs> you were catchphrases. Uh that's it, guys. We're, we're done. done. We're we're through. All right. Uh JR, anything to plug? I mean, you know what I'm writing about this week. Yes, it's I do. A lot a lot of Craig Council leaving to join the Chicago Cubs in one of the bigger WTF moments in Wisconsin sports history. Uh I don't even think that's hyperbolic. So uh so we're doing a lot of that. Um yeah, uh at some point next week, we'll we'll kind of shift gears toward high school football. I'll be doing some live blogs in Madison from the uh, the seven championship games nice. coming up in uh, at Camp Randall Stadium. That's again not this weekend, but the following. Uh, T.J. Watt's going to be basing off the Packers, so there's always some T.J. Watt content at jsonline.com. You can you can find all of that, and uh, yeah, those will be those will be kind of the topics of the week, unless uh, unless something else strikes me here. Jury duty for me though tomorrow and oh maybe wow. Thursdays. So. Uh, yeah luck. it's been a week guys it's been <laughs> root canal, canal jury duty today a guy came to the dishwasher broke so i had a repairman here jury duty i'm running a trivia thing for a bunch of preteens on friday it's been a week it's it's a week guys oofta all right oofta. good luck with swedish? all that that's norwegian yeah. no that's yiddish oofta what is oofta it's it's swedish oh it is swedish yeah it's fantastic swedish. matt how about Shouts you joel kinnaman I'm just, I'm, Jr. I'm a little offended. You didn't call me to help fix your dishwasher, like I did that for. A are living. you capable of? Are you capable of fixing a dishwasher from three states away? No. Yeah, easily, especially if three there states. was there an if there's an error code involved, I can absolutely. 
Um, it was definitely not an error code. It was a cloggage that I could not access. So uh, I, yeah, you, I you could have accessed it. You can tear apart any dishwasher sold in the United States with a quarter uh-huh. inch nut driver and a T15 uh, Torx driver. Let me be more clear. It could have been done <laughs> by someone who isn't me, which is why I hired someone to do yeah, that. Bro, thing. Just, just FaceTime me and I got you. Hey, Matt, I'm, I'm not, telling you. I'm not taking apart my dishwasher, man. Not doing it. All right, all right. So, no, but uh, nothing major to plug this week. I am writing stuff for Acme Packing Company. Just look out for whatever. However, I'm going to just say this in perpetuity now. Um, Visit lymphoma.org. Donate to Lymphoma Research. Call your best friends. Tell them you love them. Open your best bottles. Life is short. Do all that stuff. That is good good life advice for Matt. Um, I think there might be too many pods this week because I'm still mad I didn't get to talk about baseball. (laughs) So... And I might even put it on the main feed. <laughs> just, some people is going to tune. Oh, the mini pods up. Oh, it's all Craig Council again. It'll what be, the hell? Yeah. If there's, make sure you, if you are only in it for football, make sure you get the right one. Um, because I'm, uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings on this whole thing. So, so do look a lot for that. Of people. Yeah. Um, keep an eye out for that. I will have something. I will have a couple things up at ABC later this week. Um, and uh, it's not going to happen this week, but. I gotta I gotta finish a project with uh with Aaron pretty soon too on on the sledding so um that'll that'll be soon I'm almost done not not quite there yet but almost done so that'll do it for us uh, we played Pittsburgh this week everybody enjoy the game be back next week cap it and all that fun stuff a place where all good sinners can get stoned I'll keep my holy vision. You said I couldn't make it on my own But I'm not dead I'm in Pittsburgh And now I can't get out of town I'm not dead I'm in Pittsburgh I'll strung up, come cut me down. Like the weeds and all the crack. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this high quality leads, fast closing deals wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.